what's the story? I'm here with Ron and Michael. Good friend of Jamie Duffy. Shout out to JD Cuts. Everyone give him a follow on Instagram. I actually just seen he was uh, he was cutting Evan Ferguson's hair the last day. Cuts everybody. Yeah, Every day. I don't know how I don't know how everyone knows him now. He, yeah. he cuts my hair like there's been times when I've been sitting and booking a flight just to go see him. <laughs> like, and how does he know Evan or is Evan local? I don't know. He must be local enough. Like he's got himself out there. He's like there's big pages sharing yeah. his chops and everything. So like, Evan Ferguson banged against Arsenal there yesterday. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? And he's, he's, he's just, just chopping him up. Just going to Barbara. Mental one. Serious. So shout out Jamie Duffy. Got this set up. When I messaged you, lad, I, well, I wouldn't have been surprised if you blocked me because I remember the first time I met you, I was so ashamed. <laughs> I remember I was out the back chatting to you with Gaffer's house. And I woke up next morning like, that fella definitely thinks I'm a wrecked head. I was so esteemed. But anyways, thanks a million for getting back to me. And not about that's the best way to be, isn't it? Sometimes, you know, you know, a few points of confidence, there you yeah, go. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably thought I could take you on. <laughs> <laughs> You're a professional rugby player, uh, rugby league, with York at the minute. Yeah. You grew up in Balbriggan? Yeah, yeah. So I, I moved to Balbriggan when I was seven years old. I've lived... Lived there until I left when I was 17. and Where were you until you were seven? I, I was in Canada originally and then came over with the family. Came over with the family, lived, grew up in Balbriggan. Basically all I remember, all I know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Do you remember 17. much of uh, Canada, no? Not too much. like yeah. little, bit, little bits here and there. Mainly just aunties and uncles telling you stories of you as a, as a kid or whatever. But no, like most of my life's in Balbriggan. My family's in Balbriggan. My friends are in Balbriggan. I went to school here, grew up here. And then Where did you go to school? Did you go into tech? No, no, Ad Gillen, Ad Gillen, yeah, 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 Jesus, believe it or not, I was head boy, yeah. I was head boy, but there's one that's not many people know, but yeah, I'm not bragging or anything there. Serious, like, yeah, fair yeah. play to that, yeah, so you're good in school, or you focused, or? I don't know, it just, I don't know, so one of, the, one of those ones sometimes that like, th- things fall into place, and if you're not, you're not too bad, and yeah. I suppose it's just, it's just, work ethic comes across in all, in all shapes and sizes, you know what yeah. I mean, it, you can't you can't walk hard in one area and not in another. You know what I mean? Like uh, the way I see it is, if you try hard at something, you have to try hard at every. The, the way you do anything is the way you do yeah, everything. 100%. Do you know what I mean? So like, well, you know, if it's brushing your teeth, brushing your hair, getting in the shower, you know, <laughs> whatever you do, like, uh, I'm gonna like try do it well. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna half arse anything. So yeah, it's, 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 that's some not that's many a people know. Mentality but, to have, like. Yeah, yeah, that's one not been. So you're always fo- very focused. I suppose. Yeah, I, I suppose one. You could call it that. Like I wouldn't say. Like I wouldn't goody two shoes yeah, you know yeah. what I mean but I got crack. on well had the crack got on well with everyone and then you know some 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 people like a bit of change and like it, when it comes down to a vote with your peers and that like if, if someone's up for a vote that does the right thing all the yeah. time but he's, he's sporty he's a good character a good person sometimes sometimes those things happen but yeah I went to school in Agil and grew up in Balbriggan like, what's and then, Balbriggan like it's different like it's different I like it though I like it's my hometown yeah. like it's Oh, it's just a proper community. It do you is, know what I mean? Because I, I was teaching in Balbriggan. Um, I taught there for two years. Um, fun fact, Balbriggan is the most culturally diverse town in Ireland. It took over from Ballyhonest, where I'm from. Ballyhonest was the most culturally diverse town in Ireland. Now it's Balbriggan. But I found that, man. I love teaching in it, man. I thought everyone was real tight-knit community. Like Even though it's just nearly 20,000 people now. But, but that's it, isn't it? Like, it's a... It's a big, I suppose it's a big small town in a way, do you know what I mean? But the, the way I see it is, everyone in Balbriggan who I've come across has been there to help me. Yeah. Do you know, people have helped me along my, along my way that did not have to help me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I had, I had people like Gaelic football. I was always rugby first. But it, whether it was Gaelic football or Harland, they said, listen, you, you come down to training and whatever works around rugby, we're there. And you'll play. 
and that's what I love about the town. Like they're they're like a like Old Wars a little small family for me. The people who I've met and I've grown up with, and they're still there. They're still there following me today. And so you played hurling and football. Hurling, football, cricket. Yeah. Even that, that dip the toe in soccer. I'm like that's not for me. Like that's that wasn't for me. But you know what? I I played in Babylon. I dipped the toe in. I wasn't great. I was pretty rubbish. But the main things were hurling, hurling a bit, football, rugby, rugby union at the time. Yeah. And cricket, cricket turned to summer. That was me. You were always playing rugby. That's just something you just did when you like. You know, when a young book comes to a town, you start going to all the different things. Or was there influence from your family, or why rugby? Well, well, my family had a sporty family. My mum's a runner. She founded Babbrigan Roadrunners actually. So she she's a uh, she founded that. But no, I was a nerd. I was a complete gamer. I loved games. I loved skateboarding. I didn't. I didn't care for sport. Like I grew up, didn't care for sport. And then I was in third class. My third class teacher Dan. He was rugby union mad, like he loved rugby union, and uh, he took us out to the green one day after school or whatever during PE and started booting this oval ball, and I was like obsessed, like it's bouncing everywhere and I'm chasing it around and like obviously after school like the, your mom comes to get you or whatever like because you're still only in third class you're probably nine year eight nine years old yeah. and he said listen like R- Ronan likes this he's keen on this sport like and my mom was like right well she didn't know we don't come from a rugby family or anything like none of that none of that stuff so she was like right I'll take him I'll take him down to Babrigan Rugby Club and it just went from there so the the coach of Babrigan Rugby Club at the time was Darren Nutty and he was also the Gaelic football coach so basically he, he, you know he, he gets players to play rugby and they like, oh well you play rugby on a Sunday why don't you come to Gaelic on a Saturday and then I started playing Gaelic and then you start playing Hurling and it goes from there but that's how I got into rugby union initially and I just loved it like I just loved it I loved the physicality loved the contact and that's that's how I started so no I wasn't like one of these kid prodigies you grew up with yeah. was at birth with the rugby ball beside them now it was none of that like I didn't, didn't care for sport I, I, like if, if you asked me at four or five or six years old what sport do you like I said no don't like it can't stand it like tried it I didn't like it and then obviously came across rugby and, and were you were you a big lad at eight nine? Were you re- Were you fast? Were you strong? Were you built for rugby, or did you get built because of rugby? I got built because of rugby. Yeah. I was hopeless. I was like, I wasn't big. I, I was nothing special. Like I, I wasn't the fastest. I was most definitely not the strongest. I wasn't the biggest, tallest. None of that. I just like obviously I've I've managed to fill out now, but like, like even in early first, second, third year school, like it was like you're the skinniest. Like you get you get picked on, pushed around a bit for being scrawny and that and like I remember like <laughs> I remember so, oh, so many stories of me in my room doing push ups at night and like downing eggs and watching Rocky movies and all that all that you know, all that stuff you do as a teenager, yeah, yeah. like when you're you're thirteen, fourteen and all the lads are saying like you're scrawny, you have a skinny pack and all this, like you know so I, I wasn't the most athletic kid but like I, I just I, I always remember like even in primary school, you know you'd play like chasing and if I was to chase her, I'd never catch anyone originally because I was too slow. But I just pick on one person and just chase after them until they are absolutely bollocks, and then I'd catch them because they like they'd be quicker than me. Yeah. But I just hunt them like I just run and run and run until I caught them, and then I'd have someone on my team, and then you know you'd go off and they'd be quick enough to catch the rest of the lot. And then but that's what I was like like I, I was just like a goer. I just go and go and go. I wasn't I wasn't the quickest, strongest, none of that. When did you start to excel at it? So your first, second year, you're not the biggest. You're still playing rugby. Are you doing well? I think like I was definitely the, like the keenest. In 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 first year, like uh, our teacher said, listen, there's a blitz in Malahide. We don't have a we don't have a full team of first years. You get a team of first years together. We'll go to the blitz. And I reckon by by the end of the day, I had eighteen lads end up and play rugby. So I was keen as for rugby, but I think it wasn't until I was about maybe 
in third year when I started to show a bit like, maybe when I was four, second, third year, I started to show a bit like I went, went to Northeast Leinster trials and that. Like, I was showing a bit at Balbriggan. Like Balbriggan's that. a good enough club. It's 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 all right. Like at the time, we struggled a lot. We didn't have a good team. My my team was wasn't good. There's a lot of teams now that have come behind me, three, four, five years later, who've done well. They've not been beaten. They're winning yeah. everything. We lost every game. We did not win a game for about two or three years, I reckon. And that that's the god honest truth. Like I I remember I was in tears the first game we won in a couple of years. Like it's it's nuts. Like but no. Uh, you went to North. North Leinster? Yeah, North East Leinster. So I got to go to the trials. There's teams from all over the North East. There's your RDs, your Scaries, all these mm. North Mead. And they all come together. And uh, there, there was there's a three-lot selection of trials. And then there's four other trials. So I got to the fifth or sixth trial. Like, like it was a final cut. And then I got cut. And I was distraught. I thought my whole world would cave in. Uh, like I was doing my junior set at the time. I thought this is the worst thing that had ever happened to me. Like and I look back and it was the makings of me. Of but like at the time, I just couldn't comprehend. Like I felt like I was good enough. I was captain in Barry. I didn't understand why I didn't get picked. But like it was, it, it was like my whole world caved in. It was all I ever wanted to do. But at the time, play for Leinster. That's all. I wanted to get to the northeast, so I got picked for Leinster. So then I got to play for Leinster. That's all I wanted to do. But Inevitably, that was the makings of like that was the that was the first time. If I look back on what what made me as a player and what made me into the person I am, that was one of the first moments I go right. That shifted me into a different mindset, a different direction. Which was what work hard. Oh, I've started training. Either. I convinced myself that the reason I didn't get picked was because I was smaller than the other lads. I was skit like I wasn't as 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 big as thick like I, that. I needed to just flog myself fitness wise and just get into the best shape possible and I was I was obsessed like I was yeah. literally I was obsessed like I was obsessed with learning how to do it I was just obsessed with rugby like I wanted to be better like I'd like I'd just be booting balls up in there by myself and practicing catching them like I'm a forward like it's not mm-hmm. I'd have to practice kicking yeah. or catching but I, I was absolutely I just got obsessed and that was the first driving force for me that was the first time like I had like yeah you, you have that burning desire in you that you want to prove somebody yeah. wrong and like people might act like oh it shouldn't be about proving people wrong it is a hundred percent sometimes about proving people wrong because they said I couldn't, and I was like, I can. And you have, you always have that reason why then, you know, for you to train. You're saying, well, I want to prove that person wrong, rather than just say, ah, I want to make it. You have that little t- voice in the head saying, I have to do this. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, like, you're obviously doing well. You're that's the turning point. Like, there must have been some change in them couple of years because if you were not there at seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. You're not there full stop. So you're at 15. What happened between 15 with your career? 15 and maybe 17, 18? Well, I think that was the first turning point. I did another season with Bob Riggan, and I think I realised then I need... I, this one I realised I needed out. Right. I realised that Bob Riggan, like as good as the coaches were, as good as playing with your mates that you go to school yeah. is, sometimes, you know, being a big big fish in a small pond isn't good. Like, if you surround yourself with winners, you become a winner. Yeah. And... At the time, the team that won everything at, across Leinster at our age was Clontaff. So I said, I'm going to Clontaff. I want to go to Clontaff. But the branch that rules over Rugby Union said that the three ways out is you move school, you move house, or you take a year out. So you're not going to move house, not going to move to Clontaff from Balbriggan. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to move school. All my mates are in, in school with me. So I came to option three, which is a year out of rugby altogether, which at 16 is massive. that's massive like you the the difference between a 16 and a 17 year old rugby player like that's that's huge yeah. so like it, it, it was a big decision and it was a it was one that I had to sit down and take a look at and go right what am I going to do but I said right I'm going to take 
take this year out. So I think it was a under 17s level at times. So I'm 16 years old around then. So I've taken this year out and I'm like, what do I do with myself? So I'm playing Gaelic football. I'm smashing the gym. Like I'm hard out in the gym, playing Gaelic. I'm playing under 16s, playing minor Gaelic. I'm playing two years up and all that. And I just couldn't. I needed a rugby ball. So obviously, like, at the time, like your, your your parents do a lot for you still, so my mas can see that I need to be playing some rugby, so we're looking up tag rugby. But there's not a lot, like there's four four professional provinces, there's rugby union yeah. here, but like, you know, you go to Australia, there's there's Oz tag, there's league, yeah. there's union, there's seven, there's everything going on. Here, there's not so much, you play union or what, what you're doing, do you know what I mean? But we stumbled across rugby league, which is a bit mad, so we rock up to, we rock up to, we reach out, parents reach out, said, listen, come, come to this training session and, it was in like the new year, so it would have been 2017 at the time. So come to this training session, see if the lads like it. And we rocked up, we were like, what's the name of the club? <laughs> they laughed at it. They called so I laughed. They go, Ireland under 17s. And at the time, so this is five, James, we're 2023 now. So this is six years ago at the time. You just come in and you, you'd, you'd be up for selection for the Ireland team. There wasn't a... Because it wasn't hype around. Yeah, yeah. Is there wasn't well, there was an underage club level system which you go to underage and then you go to Ireland under 17s yeah. or under 19s and then students. It wasn't like that at the time when we got our foot in the door. And we were like, this is mad though. Well, we couldn't believe it. We are like, this is a completely different side of rugby that we'd never heard of before. Yeah. And not just us though. Nobody had heard it. Nobody. No one knew of it around here. If you asked like 100 people in the street, they'd, that's not playing in Ireland. Maybe some of them might have, might have heard of it in England, in Australia. That's not played here. Because that was one of the questions was, how did you get to rugby league? Because in Ireland, I've never heard of anyone playing rugby league. You know, you, so it happened by total accident because you were taking a year out. Obviously, at 16, you had this thing in your head that I want to go at this rugby league. Yeah. Because you're taking a full year out to go to a good club rather than just keep playing and just, just play it. Yeah. So at 16, 17, you're in school. Is your goal to play rugby professionally? Is that the one thing in your mind? Or is that on the side and you had something, you know, thought about something in school? Well, in, in my head, I always wanted to play rugby. I knew that was what I wanted to do. But by the time, like, I, when I'm 16, I'm in about 50 year, like, because when I was 17, I did my leavings and then I left. So I'm, at 16, I'm, you're starting to get the, starting the whispers, listen, give it a rest, like, do start thinking about your CAO yeah, and then it gets allowed then in six year right come on what you're thinking about like but I always in my head I I knew what I wanted to do and that was play professional rugby the dream like I'm not going to sit here and go yeah my dream was to play professional rugby league because I didn't know what it, like my yeah. dream up until 16, 17 was to play for Leinster yeah. that's what I wanted to do that was like the year out playing rugby league it was oh, so like going towards Leinster and then like obviously we, we got involved, we started playing in Ireland under 17s, and a few of the lads who came over from across the pond, they were with academies at the time. One of them was with Warrington and one was with Widnes. And then like we started chatting to them or whatever, like they're they're playing for Ireland with us, like obviously they they live across the pond but like they have Irish heritage. So we're chatting away to them and they were like we're like, wait, so you're you're with an academy and you get paid to play rugby at under under nineteens or under sixteens level. We couldn't believe that this was a thing, and we're like, "This is bonkers!" Like, so there, there's other teams like outside Ireland that play rugby, and we're, we're like mind blown by this opportunity. And then, like, it, it's like a, the penny dropped. I'm like, "Wait, this this could this could be something!" Like, mm. but I didn't know I didn't know what it could be at the time. Like, this is 2017. I didn't know there was no one else who'd done anything like like this at the time. There was nothing like this, so I didn't know what could be. I was just 
doing what I could to take the year out and yeah. like bridge the gap. To Probably a bit hesitant as well because you can look at careers of other people and be like, oh, they went from this to Leinster to wherever. And you're looking at Robbie League and saying, geez, I have no one to base my career off. And, you know, is this a gamble? Will it work? But eventually it did. That, that's it. Well, that's it, exactly. Like, it was just like a shot in the dark. And as I say, it was a shot in the dark to bridge a gap towards me inevitably... Being a professional... Yeah, being a professional player. And, like, that, 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 that was another turning point, I suppose, like... Had I not had to take the year out, would I play? Would I be sat here right now? Would exactly. I be playing rugby league? What would you be doing? Like, what would I be doing? Like, I'm, who knows? So, you're going for the trials for the Ireland under 17s. Yeah. How do How do you go from that now? So now you're rugby league. How do you go from that to getting a contract? Well, so I went for the trials. We played a few games over summer. We played Wales twice, and then summer finishes up. Six year, here comes six year. What Stra- age? You're seventeen. Yeah, well, I turned seventeen over that summer, and then I'm into six year. I'm seventeen, and then here comes the leave and start chat. Here comes the career, the CAO, what you doing, what you doing, and then I'm I'm playing the Clontarf. My year's up. My year out is up, and I'm back playing the Clontarf. And then the rugby union dreams slightly more alive than it was. I'm playing for Clontarf under 18s and I was killing it. Like I was doing well, and then like I think so. One of one of the lads, Josh Toulis, he's doing right now at, at Warrington. He's killing it. His uncle came to the games to watch us play against Wales because Josh himself was playing for Ireland. And his uncle made a phone call to Huddersfield and said, "There's a few like there's a few lads who show a bit here on this Ireland team. Like, why don't you bring them over?" So we did our mocks in February, and then I, I spent my February midterm in Huddersfield with three other lads, and we were just training with training with the academy. But it was just get a feel for what it's like across the pond. Yeah. It wasn't a trial, it wasn't anything. It was just come in, train. We trained with, uh, with underbank rangers, an amateur team. Like It wasn't anything formal. But I showed enough that then I went back to Ireland. I was playing with Clintaf, doing the... I was playing rugby union with Playing rugby union with Clintaf. I was doing grinds, getting ready for leaving. So and about, it, it, I honestly reckon it was two weeks before me leaving. So I got the phone call saying... Huddersfield want you to come on a three month academy trial. Like it, it had gone to the back of my mind again the what had happened in Huddersfield yeah. after the mocks in a way. Like obviously the dream is still alive for rugby for me, but everyone like it it, it gets to two, three months when you're leaving so and you're getting hammered for the the CAO and everything's coming in that like so you don't even have time to think about it. Yeah, yeah you're so I'm I'm just doing what I believe is right, which is playing rugby union, I was smashing the gym, keeping myself fit, and I was doing everything I could to juggle this life. While people are telling me rugby league's a myth, it's not a real sport. Playing for playing for Ireland and rugby league's nothing. Yeah. And all the all the noise you just block it out. And I was just juggling, leaving sort gym, train gym. I would be going from grinds to gym to a part time job, doing all these kind of things. Then the phone call comes in two weeks from my leaving sir, and then the mind went boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like you had a lot of juggling. Yeah, and fun. then you're like wow. Okay, what's going on here? You know, this is like a complete curveball. Like the CL's finished it, filled out. Like you know, everything. Like I had electric picnic tickets, tickets, longitude tickets, Deb's ticket, and the next thing you know, finished me leaving. So I think it was two or three days later, I was on a flight. Like there was no leaving. So you night. did the leaving, sir. Oh, I, I did me leave. Yeah. I did my leaving. So I smashed the leaving. So, but sure, like look, what's it? Four, four years on now. It's it's not it's been not relevant. relevant it's not relevant. But I'm I'm glad of the way I was with it. But at the end of the day, like I was on a flight three days later, there was no leaving, there was no celebrations. It was I left before my eighteenth birthday, and the Debs ticket was sold, the EP ticket was sold, the Longitude ticket was sold. At the same sold. time, you probably didn't give a shit because I couldn't care less. I, yeah. I was that happy. I'd never been happier. Like when that phone call came in, and I had the trial. Like I wasn't getting a contract. I wasn't getting signed. I had a trial. Yeah. 
So I had three months. I had the summer while all my mates were off doing their thing and everyone was... I had the summer to prove my work to Huddersfield. This bloke from Ireland. They, no one had ever been involved in an academy set before from Ireland. Nobody. No one's been... Like, Brian Carney, he, I think he went straight through the first team level. Right. Blokes had signed a championship, signed a League One, but no one had come through a Super League academy, as far as I'm aware. So, I'm there. I'm trailblazing this. Like, people are... So some people like my coaches from the year before were asking about like how I'm getting on, but like no, at the same time, no one from back home really cared. Yeah. Like me, ma cared. She yeah. was she was asking how I'm getting on, but like no one understood. So like, you're living in Huddersfield by yourself, eighteen. I'm, I'm living. I'm in, living in Huddersfield. Yeah. So I got put up in like in digs with uh, with a couple at the time. So they looked after me for a bit, and then my trial my trial finished, and like at the end of the summer, they were like, listen, we're gonna offer you a third year academy contract. And like it was the, like it was like the happiest day of my life at the time. Like I couldn't believe it. Like the trial was hard. Like it was you're going in the deep end. Like, these blokes have been in a professional setup since they were fifteen years old. Yeah. They've been like doing scholarship, doing the academy, and you're just a bloke who's not really been in any professional setup and you just get on a plane and you're there and you're in the mix of it and you've not grown up watching rugby league. These have grown up since they're since they're a baby watching yep, the sport, like that's, they, to do. They, they don't play Gaelic or hurling or cricket. They play rugby league in the north. Like that's what they do. That's what they grow up watching, and that's what like it is. And I'm immersed in this environment, and I suppose like it's like it's a shock to the system, but ignorance is bliss. Yeah, but did you have doubts at the same time, knowing that right? I took a year. Off, I've been playing rugby union. I play gar hurling, and these boys have just been focused on that. Are you in the same mindset as? I'm just going to work as hard as I possibly can, I'm going to make it. Or did you have doubts in, I, I, I'm behind here? Oh, well, I definitely knew I was playing catch-up, but I don't think I... I think, as I said, ignorance is bliss. Like, I think I was so ignorant to the how... Because sometimes when you you don't know how much you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you literally... That's like, one of my favourite quotes. Like, the more you know, the more you don't know you don't know. Yeah, literally. So at the time, I was so ignorant to the fact that I didn't have a clue what was going on, that it was nearly beneficial to me. So I just came in, like... This nobody and just ripped in. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna just be as strong as fit as possible. I might know the game inside out at the minute, but I I, I walk out. Is there I, a big transition from union to league? There's like, a bit of a transition, yeah. yeah. Like it's, I think personally, I think league's quicker. It's more fitness, yeah, more fitness involved. The balls in play much longer, and it's it's a completely different style of like tackling as well. Yeah. There's no rooks, there's no malls, so it is a bit of a transition. But like I suppose for someone who's playing amateur union, the amateur league. The transition's a lot less than someone who's gone from playing amateur union to a uh, Super League Academy setup, where the standards are way higher. Do you know what I mean? So you're going into a professional setup now. So like not only you like you've been an amateur player your whole life, you've not been in a professional setup. To going into a professional setup, like that transition's difficult because you have to start thinking about your lifestyle. But 100%. luckily, because I was obsessive, what throughout my time in school, and I was obsessed with like how I ate and all those kind of things and how I could optimize my training, anyways. I fell into it quickly. I fell into the routines and tried pick up habits and things like that. And luckily enough, I had my family supporting me throughout the summer in Huddersfield. And then obviously I got offered a contract. So you got offered a contract. That is now, at the time, the peak of your career. At the, yeah. Did you get much game time then? How does that work when you get offered a contract? You're in the setup. Are Are you, is the manager on to you saying, right, you're a rotation player, we're going to have you here for a year? Or is he saying, is he much communication? What's I, the plan? I don't think there was a, a direct plan of attack with me at the time. So, throughout that summer on trial, I played five games for Huddersfield Academy. Four league games and then 
a semi-final against Wigan, who went on to win it. Right. So I was fresh. I didn't. I didn't have a clue. I had a period where I was in Serbia with the Ireland Under 19s touring. So I still had a, like very little rugby league. Like I could count my rugby league matches on my yeah. fingers. Like that's how many rugby league games. So I was fresh, but I think they thought it was a bit of a gamble. They, they I don't know if they go. This is what Ronan Michael's going to be at the time. Yeah. But they knew that there was something there. Yeah. So they, so they offered me my academy contract, and I go home to Ireland for the off season, and I'm back with my family now. I'm I'm glad to see them all, and I'm training hard training, and then I get the I get the phone call from uh, from Ireland senior team saying you're in the 50 man panel or whatever for the senior team and I'm like my mind's gone again I'm like well this is mad but like I'm going to be training with the senior team from Ireland grant ignorance is bliss again didn't know how significant that was and then the, like the first week of training I get told like I've played a five academy games for a super league team like this is under 19's level I've not done nothing with my career yeah. and then I get told I'm going to make my Ireland senior debut I, like I'm, I just turned 18 and I, I can't explain like this is bonkers to me but again I just went in and that over that European Championship, I played all three games for Ireland. This is 2018. I'm an 18 year old kid making my Ireland senior debut, and I was I was mind blown. Like I, but looking back at it, I'm more I'm more shocked now, having played in the World Cup for Ireland, having seen the significance of what it meant. I'm more shocked now that, like I was I was just I was just rock snowballing. Just I was naive. Just, yeah, I was you naive. Were just taking it as it comes. Yeah. Now you look back and you think. Fuck, that was so big for an 18-year-old. Yeah, literally, I, like, I, if, I, if I was in my shoes now, I'd probably be shitting myself. Yeah. But no, I, like, I, I, as you say, like I was just taking it as it comes. And then the, those games finished and I was straight back in with Huddersfield in pre-season. And because I was the top age of academy, they let us do pre-season with the first team. So like, not only was it my first ever pre-season, I've never done so that level of training. Yeah. I'm training with the first team like Super League players like I, I was sat in the crowd over the summer when I was on trial watching and now I'm training with them so I was like again it's another like wow I'm just but you know what you're just flowing you're just doing what you feel you're meant to do and looking back at it it's, it's, mad, it's mad speaking about it like I, I just look back and laugh because yeah. I'm like how, how was how did that become me but at the same time a it's young like, a young Ronan yeah a naive young 18 19 year old Ronan doing that yeah fucking mental so you're there for how long you were Huddersfield? You're on loan a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, I went there on a couple of loan spells in 2021, and so last the season just gone. The 2022 season was my final year, but I went on a season long loan to York. So uh, yeah, I was at Huddersfield from 2018 to 2022. My contract just finished up, and now I've I've signed full time at York. And what's that like? So you're getting told pretty straight, I presume. Uh, you're going out and loan here. You're going out and loan there. You just have to relocate. Oh well, we, it's all like rugby league's a small place. It's not like you're going from Leinster okay, to Connacht. Right. So it's like mainly in the north. It's mainly in the north. So like I, I did loan spells at York, Swinton, Whitehaven would have been the furthest. But yeah. like Swinton and York are an hour and a bit up the motorway either direction. Like Swinton's Manchester way. York York's just past Leeds. So like you just drive it. You're driving a lot, but you're right. driving for game time. Do you know what I mean? You're driving to your one division down, trying to show yourself. Yeah. Like at the times going out on loan, I'd only played one Super League game, so I made my debut behind closed doors in 2020, which was which was nuts. So 2020 still, was a nuts year. But still delighted. Still delighted to make my debut. Everyone watched me back home on Sky. Like, but then after that, I was just chasing. Yeah, you know, I was just chasing the try get back to Super League and out in the one division down. Like, it's not like it's nothing to like. But an island, to, it's it's hard, yeah. and there's there's veterans, there's seasoned veterans who've played three hundred Super League games playing in that division. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough, and it's tough as a twenty one year old to be going out or like a twenty twenty one year old going out on loan to a club you don't know. You've not come through the system there, and you're trying to like pick up pick up their 
system and yeah. then get game time to show Huddersfield that listen I'm worth playing and inevitably going out on the year long loan to York led to me signing at York but and uh, yeah so you obviously played a lot during that loan and did well yeah well well, well enough I've uh, signed two years now so I'm pretty 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 delighted but yeah no uh, this season just gone like the season long at York it was I was playing week in, week out, like starting every week early in the season, and then I did my ankle, I did my syndesmosis, so I ruptured my ankle ligament, which was a real downer on, on the season. Like, it, it put my World Cup, I suppose, like, it it, it worried me about the World Cup. You, everyone gets worried when they get an injury. You don't want it to reoccur course, more than yeah. anything. It's not, I knew I could rehab in time, but I didn't want it to reoccur. So, luckily enough, I rehabbed, I was fit for the World Cup, and I finished off the back end of the season strong enough to make the World Cup squad. But as you say, like, I feel like the, what I did over the season long loan in York led to me being able to stay up here now, which I'm which I'm delighted. And a two year contract in in professional sport is a lot. You know, I was only talking to um, a fellow who played for Connacht, his name is Conan O'Donnell, and uh, he was saying that he's getting like seven month contracts, one year contracts, and it's one year to the next. It's all glamorous saying, "Oh, I'm playing on Sky Sports," but people don't see the hard work that goes into it, and at the same time, the possibility of you getting an injury and your career being over. Like. Oh, absolutely. Two sides to it. That's it. That's it. And it's one of those ones that, like, I'd gone year to year prior to this contract, and like every year, like it comes to like it comes to like deadline time, and yeah. you're like, you you know, you have to perform. Like, and you're an injury away from like you don't know what's gonna happen. You know, a drop of a penny, and then you're gone, and the next lads coming through an academy system. Yeah, so, like, they want it just as bad as you. Yeah, like. they, everyone wants it. Like, there's no doubt about who wants what. Everyone in the sport wants wants to win. Everyone wants to compete. Everyone wants to be, be there. Not like that. Exactly, exactly. So it's one of those ones that, like, yeah, you you know that there's someone coming behind you. But like, you know, I suppose like pre- pressure bursts tires, but it builds diamonds, as they say. You know what I mean? Like, so obviously, you have to have that mentality where you know work extremely hard. Do you? Obviously, you can't be out drinking. You can't be out messing around. Is that were you never into that scene, or do you, you balance it, or how do you say like as a twenty? What are you twenty one now? Twenty two now. Twenty two, yeah. still young. Then eighteen to twenty two is a big part in some people's lives where they're going out and all that. You're just so focused that you didn't care. Well, yeah, I think um, especially in secondary school, you know, the lads start drinking naggins or yeah. going down the field. I was all I I wouldn't touch I wouldn't touch a drink like I think I. Like I, I would, I might have had a drink at seventeen, but like I was never into that scene, anyways. And then, obviously, like that period after leaving, sort of, usually when people start going out a lot, yeah. everyone's eighteen. And you know, you go away, so it's probably good. For I've, you. Got, I've gone away then, so like it, it never really became my scene, so I didn't really miss it. Like I enjoy, I enjoy a drink over Christmas with my family. We all enjoy yeah, yeah. a few points, but like I don't find it difficult to to stay off drinking or stay away from it because I'm just I know what I want. Yeah, I know like the reward and the. the like after, there's nothing better. The reward you get, like after winning, a, winning a massive game or the feeling, like when the season finishes or whatever. The reward is greater than the little short term burst right. of happiness or the short term like have a couple beers now. But the, it's too detrimental at the time, like in season as well. And on that, what is the best moment of your career so far? I'll make it my Ireland, Ireland cap. Has yeah, to be. yeah. Ireland, not just my first Ireland cap was great. My Super League debut was great, yeah. but my World Cup debut this year, uh, tops it all. Like I, I get goosebumps thinking yeah. about it. Like it's starting, starting against New Zealand in the World Cup. Like, uh, like in front, of, like, there was thirteen thousand in Headley that day. Like 
that I've never played in front of a crowd that big. And there was about 20 or 30 of my best mates dressed as leprechauns. They were there with my aunties. Were, everyone was there watching me. And then there was loads watching from back home. And it was just surreal. Like, I, I was starting, I was facing the hacker. Like, it wasn't the All Blacks that I grew up watching yeah, on TV. But I, I'm facing the hacker. Like, I'm facing that New Zealand jersey. And it's just like... This is this was the peak of like that's been the peak of my career. That was the greatest moment of my of my life. Like it was absolutely unreal. That's what I didn't I didn't think it'd be rugby league when I was playing rugby union. But it's what I dreamt of. Yeah. That big stage, you know, in front of everyone and wearing that green jersey, singing Ireland's calling. Like it couldn't have I suppose lined up better. Like the first two games we played Jamaica and Lebanon, and I was 18th man, so I was like the reserve. The one away because of seventeen who play, I was I was one away the first two games. Then I got to got to start against New Zealand. So like the bit like the biggest stage, the biggest crowd was there, and all my mates came over. That was the only game they came over for. So it couldn't have been more perfect. And like it was just a surreal moment. Like you're singing Ireland's calling, the whole crowd's going mad, and it's just like we scored first, and the crowd erupted. Like it was nuts. Like when when you hear that, when you hear Ireland's call, or you're looking at the hacker, you would give a fuck that you've never went to the beer. You know what I mean? All them small things that you thought, oh, I'm missing out on, they're in the back of your mind. You, no one can ever take away that from you. You can have all them drinking sessions, but no one can take away that you stood in front of the hacker. Like. Oh, that, that, that's it. That's the one. Like, and that's the one. That's, that's the way I think about a lot of things. Like, It's like, I don't want to look back with regrets. Like, I'm, do, I'm doing something that no one's done before. I just don't want to look back with regrets. Like, there's going to be a better player than me that comes from Ireland and he has the best, like, he is going to have a way better career. I know there is, there's a talent there. I know someone's going to be better behind me. Should have, we have a lad over uh, with Huddersfield. He's, he was with the academy this year. He's with the reserves now at Huddersfield, but he's followed, like, my footsteps, come over on trial with the academy, got himself a contract now, and, like, he's more of a freak than I was at his yeah, age. Yeah. And, like, there's, there's going to be more. I know there's going to be more, but that's, I don't, I don't care about that kind of stuff. I don't care about... I want to be the best, but I don't care if I'm not the best ever Irish player today. But you, you want to be the best that you could ever. Yeah, be. yeah. I just don't want to have regrets. I don't want to go. I wish I didn't do. It. I could have had a better career, but I went on to drink too much. Yeah. I don't want to have regrets. I, I, I want to look back and go. Yeah, I, I gave up me all. Fuck. And when you when you do that, you can be happy. That's it. You know what I mean? You can't look back, as you said, with regrets, thinking, "What if?" Because there's nothing else. You've given everything. Oh, that's the one, isn't it? You're a PT as well. I'm a PT, yeah, yeah, I'm a PT, I do online coaching, personal training. And you do like that. that from, so you do it from base in um, in York? Yeah, yeah, I do that in York, so at the minute I'm just running uh, online coaching, so it's literally just online, not face-to-face or anything, I'm not doing any yeah. one-to-ones at the minute. I started the business about six months ago, just something on the side with rugby, because unfortunately we're not soccer players, you know, yeah. we don't get hundreds of millions a, a year, you know what I mean, we, we, we have to have a career after, and it's always good to have a bit in your back pocket but yeah no I'm, I'm so looking that's at. what is that what you want to go into after when rugby inevitably you're a long way from the end of your career you're only 22 like you know yeah. you're really at the beginning of it well that, that that's it but yeah I don't know exactly if that's what I'm going to finish in yeah. but I'd rather have something that I enjoy doing then I'd rather I'd rather prepare myself for the finish now with something I want to do then you know, you never know what's going to happen. Like I could do a double ACL one day and then it, rugby can finish my career for me. Yeah. You know, the sport can finish and then I'm sat twiddling my fingers going, I, w- I really wish I'd backed myself up with something I like doing rather than being forced into a job I don't want to do. So that's the way I look at it. But I really enjoy personal training and I suppose, I hope you don't mind a little cheeky shout out, but Ronan yeah. Michael PT, if you want to get on about any personal training from a professional athlete. Hit it up. <laughs> if anyone has seen the size of this man... He practiced what he, what he preaches, so <laughs> whatever you do, with the attitude and the mentality you have, 
sounds like you're going to exceed. Well, I hope so. Jeez. Um, on the PT, any tips? What's your best tips for staying in shape? Is it, Obviously, you're a man of routine. Do you think that's the basis behind fitness industry? Routine? 100 Well, I, I, I just... Yeah, routine's the best for me. I eat the same breakfast every single day. Yeah. I eat the same breakfast every day, so I don't have to think about it, and I know it's a good breakfast. If I start changing things, go, look, open up the fridge, what am I going to have today? You know, next thing you know, there's pancakes made with a load of bacon and maple syrup. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I have the same breakfast every day. I've been doing that since I was like 16. I just, whatever it was that worked for me, I have the same breakfast every day. It. And it works. I said that to a student, I was a teacher, and I was saying that, I was talking about the importance of routine and I literally said you know if there's something made in the fridge you don't have to make that decision and he said he didn't say I wasn't talking directly to him but he put his hand up and said is that not boring sir I said yeah exactly it's boring but what's not boring is achieving them goals that you set out well, you know what I mean it. okay uh, grand I eat the pancakes one day I would do whatever but if you have discipline and do the exact same thing every day although it's boring what's better is reaping the rewards same as the Ireland the hacker you've avoided all them things you can never be taken away, you know, from all them things that you have done. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So, like, r- routine is huge for, for everything you do in life. Like, mm-hmm. it's not whether you're an athlete or not. If you have a better routine, you're going to feel more energetic. And all the, all the rest that comes off the back of it, you build more habits as well. Unbelievable. Ronan, it's been an absolute pleasure, my G. Ah, it's been class. Thank you for having me on. Cheers. My guy. My guy.